Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your host, Norman Murray. Welcome to another episode of The Building Bridges Podcast. For my regular listeners, I appreciate you and your support. But to those first-timers, we're on about 20 different podcast platforms. Just search for us by Building Bridges, one act of love at a time. If you want to hear and view some additional content, there's a link right under the description of this episode. All right, let's build that bridge. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Building Bridges podcast. Hey, listen, today we are going to be talking about raising boys to become men. I have two awesome guests today, a brother Ivan Coates and brother Omari Ajanaku. I'm going to bring these brothers on and let them introduce themselves. And we're going to start with uh, uh, Shepherd Ivan Coates. Brother Coates, talk to the people and give the people a minute or two about who you are, sir. Hey, what's going on there, Brother Norman? Thank you, thank you, thank you for the invite. Thank you, I'm excited about this topic and the conversation. Uh, Brother Omari, nice to meet you on today. Excited to hear what each of us have to say. Everything is a learning experience. So I'm Shepard Ivan Coates. Uh, as he says, I am the head pastor, the lead pastor of your church. That's you, our church. Um, it's a online church. Uh, for those of you that's not ready to go into a building, there is a online church that is here for you. We are here to help hold you accountable to God's word, to his promises. We teaching Bible studies. We have men and women's meetings that you can come and join. Uh, we are a full blown church. Just don't have a building. And the premise of you, your church is God is not coming back for the building. He's coming back for you and I. So that is why we have to, the name, You Are Church. We want people to understand who they are in God, who they are in the kingdom, and let's, let's help to, to live that holy, holy life. So that's, that's uh, I'll leave that right there. I'm sure I'll speak some more, but that's who I am. All right, brother, I appreciate you as, as always, uh, and you're not a stranger to building bridges, and I appreciate you coming on once again. I'm going to bring the brother Amari Ajanaku on. And brother Ajanaku, can you introduce yourself to the people and tell us a little bit about you? All right. All right. Thank you again for having me. Uh, my name, Omari Ajamu Ajanaku. Uh, Omari means the highest, close to God, mountaintop. Um, Ajamu means he who fights for what he wants. And Ajanaku means free and wealthy people. Uh, my name is Swahili from uh, East Africa and Kenya. Uh, a little bit quick spill. Um criminal justice paralegal uh, vocational teacher um, writer and producer we'll, we'll keep it simple and go into more details later all right that's what's up uh we're going to talk today with these three or these two brothers here and we're going to talk about raising boys to become men and so i just want to jump right into this and y'all know everybody that uh follows building bridges God bless you. I thank you in advance. Share, share, share. If you know somebody that needs to hear this conversation about raising boys to become men, please share this video with them right now. So let's get right into it. And the first question, I want to step right out to uh, uh, Brother Omari. When you first heard the topic, when I reached out to you, raising boys to become men, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Stability. Um, not just from the household, but from a, a communal standpoint. Um, consistency and uh, great dialogue, uh, accountable dialogue, because we have to hold ourselves accountable. So those are the first 
without me going into too much depth. Uh, it's the instinctual words, phrases, and the thought process that came to my mind was have intentional conversation and to use this as a learning experience for those who want to learn more and for those who um, want to learn in a different way, in a different atmosphere. Absolutely. You know, the one thing you just said, that intentional learning, man, that is so so key for us. That's so important for us to to think about that, that you want to learn on purpose. It's an intentional thing yeah. to want to get better, to be a better man, to to help our sons be better men. All right. Yeah. Um, Shepard Coates, you know, I'm going to bring the same question to you, sir. What was the first thought that came to your mind with this topic? Boys, the men, ABC, BBD. <laughs> <laughs> My man. <laughs> so you know that's 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 the first thought. I'm not I'm even gonna lie. Raising boys the men started thinking about this about the group. But uh, you know, then then started thinking about my sons. I have uh two sons, 14, 13 years old. Um they they're they're there's something to raise. There's something to raise. So just thinking about the the teachings that I can teach them, that I've taught them, uh remembering the teachings that my father taught me that I can pass down to them. And, and things like that just you know how you know the when i thought when i you know when i sat down and thought about the topic the question to myself that i asked is well how am i raising my boys to men mm-hmm. right you know how how mm-hmm. am i doing that am i doing a good job of raising my boy you know i started questioning myself asking my mm-hmm. self questions am i doing a good job raising my boys to men you know and it, and it allows me to sit back and reflect on you know some some disciplinary things some uh uh, appreciative things that we've done that I've done with them and just look at how I am how I am raising them amen you know I, I, I similar similar I, I thought the same thing when the when the topic came to me even about talking about it because I only have one son but I have multiple grandsons and so mm-hmm. I started thinking to the next level right you know did I raise my son right did I raise my son? Did I give him enough for him to give to his sons? Right. And so mm-hmm. um, uh, the good thing is that I believe that I have. But the better thing is that I believe that I'm still one. I'm still learning. So that means that I still have plenty more to give to him so that he can give to them. You know what I mean? And so uh, it's, it's definitely a, a great thing. Brother Ajanaku, uh, just as a follow up question. I know your son is, is 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 much younger than our sons, but in the next five to seven years, what are the main principal things that you want to be able to teach your son? Integrity, <clears throat> not to be stable, both physically, uh, spiritually, and emotionally. Uh, to be dependable, I think those those if I hone in on that and and get him to where. And then he has a he has a uh, an amazing example to watch from too. Um, I have a lot of growing to do as well. Um, but the core, the foundation, the intention is 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 different. And so I'm I am thankful that he's able to watch what I do, how I speak, how I conduct and carry myself, how I dress. You know, it's the minute things like um, a belt matching your shoes. It's just the small things. Right. It's just a small, very, very small thing that you can pick up on, expound upon. You know, this is what I see. What do you see? The biggest thing for me and my children um, is for them to to teach them how to think. I can tell you what to think. My goal is to teach you how to think so you get there on your own. And then I want mm-hmm. you to teach me and walk me through that step. 
So now it's something you can tuck in a reservoir when you go through trials and tribulations that I can you know, re have a flashback to that moment. And this is the type of dialogue we have um, and, and to build on that, to make that strong and stable, consistent and unwavering. Awesome. Before I move on to the next question, uh, Shepard Coates, anything to, to say about that as well? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you talked about the next next five years, correct? Right. Next five years. So being, being 14, 13 years old in the next five years, you know, I'm going to have adults, you know, so at, at this point of life or well, before even before this point, but, you know, raising black men in America, you know, the things that we have to teach them how to survive, how to survive out there in the world, you know, how to conduct themselves out there in the world, not necessarily not be who they are, but to be aware of their surroundings, be aware of who they're with, you know, things, things like that. Um, so, you know, for me, it's, it's preparing them for, you know, especially now, you know, high school, you know, middle school, going into the real world, you know, preparing them for life to step outside of this house where I will no longer be say the protection for them the covering for them they have to be the protection and covering for themselves absolutely absolutely that's a great point from both of you well now we got we we about to get into it now right because i know there's some women out there watching and first off there was a comment out here and i'm gonna put it up on the screen and somebody said their first thought was what type of men our boys are exposed to right i think that's in incredibly key as well because i believe uh uh uh, brother omari you know said it too you know what are they looking at what are they seeing me what are they seeing us you know when we walk the streets how we treat our women how we treat the family how we treat our community and so on and so forth so it's extremely important that we uh uh don't negate that but let's get into it because the next question i'm so interested in hearing both of your thoughts on this one right so now i will say this i was raised in a single family home now my dad was around he just they just wasn't a couple right and so uh he just wasn't in the home with me but the question is in your opinion i'm gonna start with you brother ivan can a woman effectively raise a boy to be a strong black man or just man in general because for my diverse audience you know i i can't definitively answer that question mm. um i can only give my thoughts on that so i don't want anybody to take 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 my answer as a definite answer right <laughs> so i'll put that disclaimer out there but i was i would say yes I, I would say yes we've seen you know we've seen cases of where it has happened in this world mm. where women have raised strong men strong men so you know I, I would be foolish myself to think that they can't think right. that they can't um and i, I also want to say this i don't believe that they've done it alone i right. don't believe that they've, they've done it alone so they're you know i'm not saying they have to have a, a man in their life but i'm sure there was men in their lives to help them along the way somewhere whether it be elementary school influence uh, middle school influence a coach uh, a, a pastor or a leader in a church, you know, I'm sure there's some male influence that has also impacted their lives as well. 
but for that woman for that to answer that question yes i do believe a woman can raise a, a good man amen, um, amen. and i want to expound just just a little more just a little yeah, more come on come on uh, one, one because you know she may be a single mother but mm -hmm. she may not have been raised from a single parent so she may have seen what a father does and she knows what her father how her father raised her or may have raised her siblings her brother right. so she she has some some intel on some things to do so you know we we always have that aspect as well amen now now it just so happens before we 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 bring brother omari in to get his answer uh we got a comment she can but it will take some doing very similar to what you said uh ivan mm -hmm. now here's the beauty about the next comment the co next comment there says absolutely that's my mama <laughs> <laughs> praise the lord mother thank you for uh joining us tonight god bless you uh all right brother amari come on and uh tell us what your thoughts are on this subject so on this question can a woman effectively raise a boy to be a strong man of course um and i'm gonna get even more specific effectively yes holistically no um, and let's even put a spin on it. If I'm raising my daughter um, by myself, and, and like uh, he said, it's it's always people along the way. It's certain things that no matter how many YouTube videos I watch, or how many books I read, or women I talk to, it's just certain things I would never understand. For example, that first menstrual cycle. We should not be learning together. It should me have gone through the experience and then me share and impart the things that I did to combat or to negate certain ailments of that or going bra shopping, I'm going to be in there lost. So right. yes, I can reach out to, to women to help me. Yes, um, I can pull in different opinions. It's just a different language. For instance, if I'm teaching a Spanish class and I have to rifle through the book to get the answer, I'm not, right. I'm not an effective teacher. I'm really a student. Um, and so then we'll come back to the, the cause I came from a, um, a single parent home as well. Um, never knew my father, his face, his picture. I just, I didn't have that. And so I, right. I see, I see both. And she did, my mother did a fantastic job from a holistic level. There's certain things that she could never, cause we're learning together. You know, she's learning how to be a male the, the same time I am and it's helpful. And then it has some side effects too because then it's right. not that same level of processing to where this is what I went through. This is what I did. It's well, um, this is a similar circumstance given my thought process and where I'm coming from, but it's not that same refined. It's not mm -hmm. that same, you know, how you go to a store and get that special a six shoe for you. Right. You know, me and you can wear a size 11, but that a six shoe fit is for you. And so that tailored specific fit, I feel like a few of those will be ooh, a little different, a little off. Right. Um, but uh, effectively, of course, holistically, I feel like we might miss on a few steps, uh, but nothing that's that's too, that we can't come back to. Right. There's nothing we can't come back to. You know, I, I appreciate both of your takes on this and, 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 and I agree. And obviously I agree with my mama, right? Yeah, she said absolutely and the answer is yes in my opinion as well they can and um they can and they have been and they will continue to do so 
in the future right uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's a whole nother topic about why why so many black men are not in the home right we can we, uh, that's a whole nother topic right from yeah let's just let's skip that for the moment but women can and they and they do and i agree with both of you and the fact that yes they get help you know family members help out you you got an uncle you got you got a brother whatever it is right you know somebody can can help them up along that way now i can remember times when uh i believe my mom you know she had because she had two girls too but she had to raise us different so when i went out you know i'm sure she was pulling her hair out too when i was out in them streets in brooklyn right but at the same time she also had to let me be a man right she had to let me grow up she had to let me be a boy even though maybe in, in the back of her mind she was wanting to to to, to hold on to me and, and not expose me to the world but it still had to happen and so both both of you are all right uh I, again brothers you know uh, well uh ivan knows but brother Jonaku, i love to read the comments man because the people that are watching i appreciate them building bridges is nothing without my guests and without the people watching and then uh, we have a comment here some of the boys from from their community in high school before they interact with the responsible man uh that being said some some women have have to exactly and and, and i understand sure. that a woman has to step in when when a, a young man doesn't have a responsible role model or they don't have somebody that they can turn to to help guide them and lead them in the right way now with that being said speaking about leading and guiding we got to go to the word we got to go to the word of god very quickly and um and it might not be what you're thinking but i wanted to read this scripture uh, ephesians 5 and 22 and, and this scripture says wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the lord and so when i think about that scripture and i hear so many men use that scripture they your wife has to submit to you now i want to be clear the word submit here is not the submit that we're all thinking about it does not mean mm-hmm. you do what i say and you and you uh, uh uh whatever you know i run my house with an iron fist it doesn't mean that but we've taken it to mean that many people have taken it to mean that and, it, and it's always uh, often baffled me why they go to that scripture when the scripture right above it says submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of god you know and so with that even speaking about that uh shepherd coats i want you to expound a little bit on that because i believe part of that plays an issue in us raising or men raising their children because of this submission part and what a woman needs to submit and how they think in their mind and so then they treat the children in a certain way as well can you expound on that mm-hmm. a little bit sir? uh yes so um i'm married been married for what years 16 years Woo! 16 congratulations brother. On seven, i hope i'm right going on 17 this year <laughs> <laughs> um and and for for me that scripture means you know being that i'm here uh we're together and we're raising these sons together as as brother omari was saying there's something that a man knows and been through that he can teach his son that a woman just can't so you know there there may be times where my wife may have her idea of what she may want to do or what she may want to say and and she may have to just uh hold that hold that thought or hold that uh that way of thinking because my personal experience my having gone through some of the things my sons may go through i can give them more or help them better than than what 
she may th- may may be able to. And you know, and I'm not necessarily I'm not I'm not saying women don't say anything to your sons or don't try to help your sons. If you have a husband, let your husband do everything. I'm not saying that. I'm just right. saying that that sometimes some somewhere sometimes you know you do have to take that back seat and just say, all right, honey, you it's on you. You know, right. I, I know what I might do, but it might not be what they need to hear or need to do. So I'm gonna let you handle this, let you go through this. So, you know, like you said, it's not submission as women go make my plate, women go right. do this. But it's sometimes being able, and you have to have that communication with your wife. You know, we have to have that communication. Like, all right, honey, I'm gonna take this one. I got right. this. You know, um, you know, it's, it's times where I'd be like, go ahead, you got it. Right. <laughs> you know, do do what you need to do. So Absolutely, man. We have Absolutely. those moments. We we definitely do. You know, uh, and before I get to you, brother Omari, I, I was literally thinking about some times where because what happens is when you come together, right, you, you, you get married. And even if you're not married, the point of the matter is you have children. Both mm-hmm. of you were raised in a different home, in a different life, in a different style of, of being brought up. And what to you might be the OK thing may not be this, to somebody else. You know, a great example is I always use this and, and I'm not. Listen, I don't know if my mother-in-law watching right now or, or anybody on that side of the family. I know I love y'all. But listen. Back in the day when the baby was teething, man, they got a little they got a little alcohol on their gums, you know what I'm saying, to 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 soothe. Whereas other mm-hmm. people are like, oh my gosh, you can't do that. You can't give that to the baby. And even though it's a little tap or this, that, and the third, but it's differences in the way we were brought up. And so then when you come together and you two are trying to raise a child together, it's going to be a combination of both parents kind of stepping in and saying, Well, look, this works, or you might be like, look. I, I don't know what to do, but that's what my wife do. I got to let her have this one or or I need to step back or vice versa. I need to have her step back a little bit. Uh, Brother Jonaku, talk to me about this submission piece here and, and how does that play into into your thought process? One of the biggest things I feel we need to do is is to Google. Look things up, grab a dictionary. What do words mean? So I looked up submit and it's to accept or yield. Mm. And so I want to make sure that when you say when people say submit it's just to accept or yield um my wife and i we we've had conflict be careful um, now be careful and and, oh yeah i'm I'm gonna lose every time (laughs) and what we've learned is that we have our lanes when it comes to the kids unless it's an emergency i yield i accept Mm. right when it comes to things outside the home that want to seep in when it comes to media, entertainment, when it comes to a convenient uh, service that a company might be offering. Coincidentally, that's where I come in. Mm. And so we've learned to, this is your lane outside of emergencies. I'm going to chime in and give my my take. Uh, ultimately, I leave the home and go for work. You're here. And that's the reality. So. It, the same process and the same energy I have when I'm at work and you're taking care of them. When I come home, I have to keep that same energy. All of a right. sudden, it's not, I'm here now with what, no, no, keep that same energy um, right. and vice versa. And so the biggest thing I've learned to do is to submit to my wife. Um, mm-hmm. You say it, okay, it's done. And I tell her, okay, you see how I'm, I'm leading by example. I'm treating you the way I want to be treated. You said this is how it's going to be. I'm submitting to you. Now I need right. that same energy when it's time for me to step forward. And when I apply the energy that that I've been given, and yes, we sir. have, 
and I'm finding it makes the life so much easier. It makes the uh, family so much more copacetic, and so much the the unison and unity is there. And people seep in. Like let's say we'll be at a store, somebody will come come talk to her about something, and she'll look to me, and because she knows. Now it's my problem. Right. Understood. You know, I I I did see. I I, I know Ivan. I know. I know. I know you're going to get in here. Uh, Brother Omari, how long have you been married, sir? Uh, six, seven years now. All right, seven. Seven, 17, and forever. How about that? <laughs> Come on, Ivan. I know you got something to add to that. I, I do. And those, those are excellent points that he made. And I would mm-hmm. say that dynamic may change. You know, mm-hmm. I, I answered it from a standpoint of my kids being 14, 17. Right. 14, mm-hmm. 13. Right. You know, his, his his kids, you know, we talked earlier is one, two and three. Right. So, you know, at that age, you know, my my wife, she worked. She didn't work. She was at mm-hmm. home with the kids and like completely well, like Amari said, hey, I don't even know what happened today. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's all that's all you do. Do whatever you is you got to do. Right. And Amari, you know, that dynamic may change, you know, right. as, as the older your son get. You know, whether you were home or not, you know, when you come home, you're going to have some things you're going to have to do because of your experience and you just being a man, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to jump in there. So, you know, I I like the, you know, you opened up my mind that, you know, I answered it from this age and I would just remember, you know, I was the same way when my kids were young. So, you know, just be aware of that dynamic change, the older they get. She's going to be looking to you to say something and do something. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, because... You know, and and for everybody at home that's watching right now, you know, we have three brothers on the screen right now that are in three different areas of their children's lives. You got somebody, a, a brother here has children that's one, two, and three. Another brother, children 13 and 14. And then you got me, my children is 30 and 26. And so even my perspective, I'm listening to both of you going, I remember when and I remember when. <laughs> You know, and now my children are grown and it, and, it, and it is a difference. So no matter what's going on, my wife and I, we still talk. And I'm like, some of the stuff I just be like, look, you got this. All right, cool. You you need to talk to your son or 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 you need to talk to your daughter, you know, because there are certain dynamics. And not only that, your children have a different relationship with each of you as well. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things that I know my son is going to go to my wife for. And then there's other things I know he's going to come straight to me for. And, you know, and so and so we we you have to manage that as well. Uh, before we move on to the next, um, I have to give some love to uh, Sister Waller here. Sister Waller, she is an avid fan of building bridges. And I mean, she's faithful to supporting me. And so she had made a comment. She said, yes, she knows because she raised her son. And there was a few great uncles in there and a man that took his, took his son as her godson. You know, so later on helped her. So. Thank you, uh, Sister Waller, for jumping in here and, and putting that comment in there because we do know that it is hard for the women out here that are that are raising single, uh, that are single and raising that and still trying to raise their sons. Um, I want to go on to to something else now. This next question, uh, Brother Ivan, <laughs> me and your father had a conversation about this next question I'm about to ask you, and he was adamant about it. And so now I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it as well. So when, when we get to you, but brother Jonica, we're going to start with you. Do you believe that it's okay for boys to play with dolls? And regardless of your answer, 
get expound on it just a little bit. Okay. Well, the first thing you have to do is to just look it up. And uh, a doll is small human figure, typically one of a baby or a girl. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing the, the contrary to a action figure, which is a little bit more masculine um, in appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, what age, what age are we talking about? Seven, nine, ten? Are we talking about my age that I'm at now? Um, I'm, 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 I'm talking when they, when they understand, I, let's say four years old and up. And what I mean by dolls, I mean girl dolls because you know you might your, your daughters have dolls, and so if your Absolutely. son at four or five picks up those dolls and starts playing with them, how do you feel? Do you feel like that's okay? That's how how how's that for a scenario for you? Okay, um, I have no issue as long as we have that intentional conversation. Mm. Well, we ask why, we ask what's the purpose, um, and the same thing with my daughter dolls picking up uh, action figures. Because some of these action figures, my goodness, uh, they, they have no clothes on. Mm. And so I have to have that same conversation. Okay, well, do you know what this means? Um, right. How do you feel when you look at this? Um, what do you see when you look at this? Uh, well, what type of games are you going to play with this doll? And what type of games do you think you shouldn't play? And so it's really gauging them and, and making sure they're as aware as possible. Um, at that age, I'm not going to cause too too much issues. The biggest thing for me is that we communicate consistently okay. and uh, holistically about it. Understood. Understood. I appreciate your response. Uh, I, I definitely have a response after we let uh, uh, Shepard Coates get on in here, sir. Come on in here. Come on. Come on. Talk to us. Uh, I don't see a problem with it. You know, um, I, I don't see a problem with them doing it at all. Actually, I believe that at this point in my life, I believe that it, 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 it's it's a good thing. You know, um, I'm a born born in the '80s, so there's I grew up with a lot of tradition, traditional mm-hmm. things that have been expounded on me. But you know, growing up, looking, raising kids of my own, and seeing things, you begin to think differently and do things differently. Right. Um, so no, I don't think there's an issue. Um, I actually think it's an opportunity for a parent or parents to see certain things about your children. Mm-hmm. You know, while they're playing with the dolls, you, how are they playing with the dolls? What mm-hmm. are they doing with the dolls? Right. You know, what interactions, you know, what's happening with the dolls? You know, you get to see some things about your kids, you know, and, and may learn some things from your children the way they're playing. You know, are they taking the cars and just want to keep hitting the dolls? Why are they doing that? Right. You know, what's on their minds that they just keep banging the, the car into the dolls? Like, you know, are the are they have two male and female dolls and they're doing some things that way? You know, you <laughs> right. get to see things and, and learn some things from them doing whatever it is that they're doing. And then, like Brother Omari said, you get to have conversations. You get right. to have these conversations that you may prevent some things in the future or help teach them some things as they're growing older. You know, we know we said four and five, you know, age right. four and up. You know, right. they may not exactly understand, but you still can have those conversations and those uh, those quick learning lessons, learning lessons that you can have when I'm at that time. So I, I don't see an issue with the boys playing with dolls, action figures, things of that nature. OK, so I'm glad you both answered the question uh, very similarly. Right. Because initially I was like, man, 
this might start something, man. This might start <laughs> something, right? Because you said the word, uh, uh, Ivan, that traditional thinking, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, we live in a society today where it's all about uh, identifying, right? And while I don't agree with that, and that's okay, because that's my opinion, right? Uh, we got to be careful. The parents today are different than the parents 40 years ago when the children yep. were smaller. It wasn't about a conversation. It wasn't about talking. It was about doing what I said do. This is good. This is bad. This is yes. This is no. Don't ask no questions. That's right. Well, if you don't ask any questions, then how do you understand what is going on with that particular child? Like you said, and I love your analogy when you say, what are they doing with it? Are they doing sexual things with the doll are they doing mm. are, are they literally is my boy taking the girl doll and ramming the car into the doll head and just pulling the doll head off or is the boy because we're talking about raising boys to become men or is the boy trying to mimic the the girl doll you know things of that nature right so you like you said you get to learn and so i i appreciate it oh I, I appreciate your responses. I gotta, I gotta jump in these comments. I gotta jump in these comments. Uh, somebody mm -hmm. said that they believe that every father of a son should read and understand "Live Your Creed" by Langston Hughes. I personally have never read that, and I'm, I, I do know that Langston Hughes is a was a poet, and I know he passed away and wrote books and wrote poetry. So, uh, thank you for that comment. I'll, I will uh, definitely take heed and, and look that up. But now I have a young lady here that says, "Let's we got we let's dive into this, gentlemen." She says, uh, "I'm not a single mother, and I have learned that the little things can help me mold a child." For example, as a matter of fact, this young lady is my niece. For example, as a mother, I know that many mothers refer to their male children as their baby, no matter the age, and that is true because I am definitely my mother's baby, definitely. And I feel as a mother, once your child enters double-digit ages you should refer to them as a young man, right? Uh, it seems to create a sense of confidence, responsibility, and maturity. What are your opinions on that? Go ahead, uh, Brother Ajanaku. I heard a quote once that uh, mothers raise daughters and love their boys, their sons. Mm -hmm. And I see, I see a lot of it, even from my peers when I grew up, it's just the level of accountability and responsibility is a, a little, a little bit different where mm -hmm. the son might be able to be off the leash a little bit more but the daughter got to keep it together so i i definitely see both sides of it what's that come from um maybe being overprotective mm -hmm. of the of the daughter knowing the society that she grows in and how the roots are traditionally seen a bit patriarchal um and maybe preparing her for that so she's a little bit more ready right. um and maybe the son him being physically able to do things so i guess he's a man because he's physically able to do things not realizing mm -hmm. that the mental and spiritual control the physical so i feel like that's skipping steps in my opinion all right, all right understood and, and and brother ivan i'm gonna put that comment back up there just in case you didn't get it all but uh what are your thoughts on what this young lady had to say for example, as a mother, I know my, many mothers refer to their male children as their baby, no matter what age. Mm -hmm. um, I guess is you know, you can't you can't baby them too long. 
Right. You know, I, I would agree with that. You, you can't baby a man too long. You know, it doesn't. It, it, I don't want to say it doesn't. I, I, I hate making absolutes because, you know, there's always right. something that can change from an absolute. You know, it, 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 it's something that can prevent them or hinder them in life later on. You know, as as men, when I'm raising my, my, my boys, I always want them to be able to know that they can come and talk to me and, and their mom about anything. Right. Come and get assistance from us on anything. I believe sometimes when you baby your children, especially boys, when you baby your boys, they 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 don't push themselves to see where they are. They can run back home too often. Mm. They can run back for help too often because they still have that child baby mentality. Oh. There's lots of things that, you know, that I go through that I went through in my life that I just went through. Right. You know, I could I could have called mom. I could, you know, you know, my sisters always if they're watching now, they always said, you know, I'm the only son. So I was right. like, oh, he lo mom loves him the most. Right. Right. He gets whatever he wants. So, no you know, she doesn't call me baby. <laughs> but, right. But they, they, I'm the spoiled one. So, right. you know, I, I know that there's times that I could have called mom, called dad, run to mom, say, hey, I need help. But knowing what my father taught me and, and, and knowing that I have to do some things on my own. Right. So if, if you baby them too much, if you if you hold them in too much, if you call on them too much, you, you in essence can create a crutch for a man because you know you may not always be there you may not always be available and right. if he's not hasn't learned to do some things on his own then he may miss out miss out on some things right uh, com completely understood and uh you know you said something that's actually going to lead me to the next piece here that that we jump in um thanks a lot uh aj for that comment we appreciate you uh, yes, ma'am. And she, and she just let me put it up here. She says she totally agrees. Thank you guys for your input. Right. So, uh, thank you, AJ. I do see the other comment. I'm gonna get to that in a second, but you said something about not babying them too long. Right. Because mm -hmm. there's a, there's a space, right. That, like I said, we have to let them grow. Right. We have to let them grow. And I can recall now I'm going to speak from, from the, the side of my son being an adult. Mm -hmm. I can tell him things, right? I can teach him things, but at some point he has to make up in his mind whether or not he's either going to take the advice I gave, whether he's going to do those things. Like for example, uh, working. The one thing you can't, you can tell someone how to do a job, but you can't teach passion. That's you right. Either they have the passion to do that thing or they don't, but you can't teach it. You can show them all of the ins and outs. And this leads me into the next piece. And uh, brother uh, uh, Omari, I, I, I got to go back to the word really quickly, right? And so, and this is because I even said something about the baby in part. First Corinthians 13 and 11 says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. <laughs> I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And so that leads us right into the next level of, okay, at what point do we start to look at our young men as men, that they're starting to, to make the connection that they're making right and wrong, rational decisions? 
right so now i'm not asking hey you know is it is it seven is it 15 but at some point we have to uh, uh allow them to be men so that they can understand that hey this is the end of this era and this is the start of the next era so what do you have to say about that your, your comments on that brother amari Ooh, I, I, when he started it i know where i was going right um I heard a quote that says, so as a man thinketh, so shall he be. And That's it's biblical. just the narrative in which you, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just the, the narrative in which we come from. If I think I'm this way and operate from this narrative, so shall I be. And so if you never release those, those actions and behaviors, and to a certain extent, those peers, mm -hmm. to a certain extent, then things won't change. Um, where I feel we should start holding them a little bit more accountable is when either they become sexually active or they're physically able to have children. That in my head, that's the, the turning point. I've been working with youth for about, what, 10, 10, 12 years now from daycare to youth shelters to uh, summer camps to schools where I teach now. At that age, something changes. Right. And so I feel that's the time, okay, we need, you're going through a transition. So now that mental transition, it has to follow with the physical or you'll be age 40 doing the same things you are now. And that's not the answer. That's unacceptable. Right. So now we start to, well, let me show you with my actions. And I think that ties into that um, Langston Hughes, live your creed. It's, it's great to say a bunch of things, to go on a podium, to give your spiel, your soliloquy, your monologue. That's amazing. What are you living? When no one's around, go look in your closet, uh, the, the clothes you wear, how you communicate, what are you living? Because that's the greatest influence and the greatest teacher you'll ever have is your actions, consistent actions. Awesome. So I, I, I will say this. Um, I agree with the last part of your statement. I'm subjective on the beginning part. Only because when only because when you say and again, this is just my opinion, you know, we 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 talk and that's why we're here. Right. Um, because when you say that sexual part, the, only reason, the first thing that came to my mind is that the the world we live in today, you know, who plays more video games than children? Grown men. And so 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 we have a a, 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 a generation of not that it makes it better or worse. But what I'm saying is. When I was growing up, man, when you got 13, 14, 15, it was that time you was you was experiencing some girls and you things started changing in your body and things like that. Today, man, these young men are are, are 30 years old and having I'm not promoting it, but what I'm saying is the the, mm -hmm. the technology of today has caused them to to stay home more to stay in in front of that computer screen and stay in front of that thing so so to the reason why i said subjective is because you may have a generation that now when you're saying that that sexual peak part it may start a little bit later now as opposed mm -hmm. to 13 and 14 that that time may not come to until 27 because they're so busy and so occupied doing other things and again not just dis disagreeing with you just looking at it from a different perspective um let's, uh, let's let's get a little bit more specific that's okay okay give give us some just the um operationalized means that i can give specifics give us some examples of 
of childish or boyish uh, behaviors or actions. Well, if I want, I want to stay right here with the uh, with the scripture. So that childish and that boyish behaviors are the thing. What do children do? Children don't listen. Children don't obey. Children don't. Uh, they're they're not responsible. They they go through a a, a stage of of needing and wanting and relying on someone else to do mm. and care for them. So as a man now, then you go into a different level of that. So, I mean, there's many facets of mm -hmm. it, but you did ask for, for an example. So cool. Um, and we, and we can come back to it, but I want to get Ivan's thoughts on this as well. Um, I had a, so I used to spank my kids. You know, in transparency, I used to give my kids spankings, discipline them. Um, and I was in another men's, uh, a men's, I was in a men's uh, conference where they were talking, guys were talking. It was similar, similar to this. Um, it was a uh, a panel, and guys were giving their different experiences. And one of the guys said that he he stopped spanking his kids. Um, I don't think it was a certain age. It may have been a certain age, but the reason being because his son specifically that right. no man should know what it feels like for another man to hit him mm. and when he said that you know all kind of alarms went off in my head i'm like man that is that's so true you know no man should really know what it feels like for another man to hit him Men should you know you shouldn't be fighting you shouldn't be hitting you shouldn't you know if, unless you have to you know you know you're in protection mode that shouldn't be the case and I had a conversation with my son. I had a conversation with my son, and, and, and we had a good conversation, a deep conversation, where where I told him, you know, you know, you should you should know what it's like for another man to hit you. You know, you you should know what it's like to if there's something wrong to have conversations, to 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 use your words to express yourself, to get those thing things out, and. And to, to get more specifically to the question, when I was a child, I speak as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. My son, I think he was probably 12, 13 at the time. Right. You know, he, he was at a point to where he could understand what we were talking about. Mm. So I wouldn't necessarily say it was an age. You know, it was it was at a point where me knowing him, I knew he was at a point to where he understood talking to him right more than me spanking him or disciplining right. him right you know um physically you know right. still you know still can be grounded take games and stuff right. away like that but he understood so you know there you have to i would say you have to watch your kids and understand who your kids are to realize that point to realize that moment to where they're no longer a child per se Right. I'm I'm there at this next level and we have to and now I have to adjust and right. start training at this next level. Right. I have That's to start it. teaching at this next level. No more goo goo gaga, goo goo right. gaga. No more no <laughs> more know. milk. You gotta give them some meat. I gotta right? give them some meat. That's right. Give them some meat. And so and that kind of talks to what we spoke about earlier about that that shift. You know, that that it's a level, then it's another level, and then it's another level. Um, uh, mm -hmm. brother Amari, I know you got a, 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 re, a retort. Come on back. Um, no, nah, you, you had to my question. Okay, cool. Awesome. So real quick, 
I again I gotta get to these comments. Uh I widowmaker, she said, I don't know if this is a male or a female, so forgive me. Um I know I know what the name says, but again, I'm moving past your your screen name here, but uh said I had a friend to tell me that there's a difference between who we want our children to be and who they actually are. That is so true. Because a lot of times if we don't talk to our children and we don't get to know a little bit about our children, we may miss out on something uh, uh, that was detrimental to us being a parent and raising them in, in a certain way. And then they said uh, when they have an interest, that's where when they have an interest, that's where their manhood starts. And, and, and again, I would say that was probably a little bit sub subjective, but thank you for the comment. And then mm -hmm. they had one more comment saying, um, all right, sir, we, we got you back. Uh, and then go. they had another comment saying that, are you saying that technology has stunned the growth of our young men? I wouldn't say that completely, but I would say it definitely is a large contributing factor uh, uh, that has done that has done that. As a matter of fact, uh, if you search the Web right now and look at video upon video upon video of, of women and you look at uh, divorce cases today, I'm talking about literally go search them out and look at why women and men are, are getting divorces a lot of it is the lack of attention and the time that they spend with their wives because they're busy playing video games they they're literally videos and tons and tons of videos out there of women getting so uh of men getting so upset because their women play the trick on them because they threw away the, the ps3 or the xbox literally losing their minds grown men so I do believe that it has played a large part in the stunning of the growth. Does it take away the their their, their masculinity of 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 having a kid and things like that? Absolutely not. But where the, where's their focus at? Where where where's what's important to them? Uh, yeah. uh sometimes that yeah. plays a huge role in that. So so yeah. yeah. They're at the PS5 now, grandpa. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling my age now, but oh my gosh. So so my mama says, yes, you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Um, yes, that's definitely biblically speaking, mother. Absolutely. And and when and when Ivan was talking about that, that's what was going through my mind. But then he shifted and said there was that shift that, you know, when you got to a certain age. Now the spanking, the spanking, honestly, it, it at some point it stops becoming effective, especially if they keep doing so, the same thing, right? That's so, right. Let me Right. Let, let me let me give let me give this example on that spanking. So, I remember my last spanking, my uh, Dude. from my from my mother. I was okay. somewhere I shouldn't have been. She came. Her and my dad came. She came with a broom, and she beat me. <laughs> she beat me with this broom, and I was I want to say I was like 15, 15, 16. Woo! I was 15, 16, and I just stood there, and she beat me with this broom, and she was looking like this ain't do nothing. Like he's just standing there taking these hits. She broke the broom on me. Right. And at that point, she said, Dwayne, that's my dad. Uh, you know, Dwayne, you he, that's you. You gotta get him. Right. right. And my dad, at that point, my dad started talking to me. Right. You know, he, he started talking to me more. And I cried more for my dad talking to me <laughs> and you know, from future things that I've done than I right. did from getting whoopings. Right. So the shift, the shift is effective. You know, right. even back then, the shift was effective. And even now, you know, the, the shift, you know, whatever age or standpoint you, you're at, that, that shift is effective. And you have to open your eyes and realize that you can't just continue to raise kids off right. tradition. Right. Yeah. Off Absolutely. of how they did in the past. Because right. things change. 
you know, like you said with the video games and things like that. This 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 life has changed. Amen. I know the old folks used to say, "You ain't going through nothing we ain't going through." That's a lie. <laughs> y'all ain't never had some of this stuff we had today, and you're gonna have tomorrow. So y'all don't know how to react and how to get these kids through it. We all yeah. learning at the same time. Amen. Now I will tell you this. I, I'm I'm. Yes, mother, I, I completely agree. It's 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 about the uh, chastisement. Yes, because we have to do that because that's what uh, separates us as parents and on on who is in control to a degree, right? Depending on how how whatever age group we're talking about, because this is subjective to whichever the age group is. But I believe that if we do exactly what the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go, and he'll never and they'll never depart from it, right? Mm -hmm. That's not just the chastisement that's also teaching the word that's also teaching respect that's also teaching a, a number of different things that when they are older they'll remember those things and that's exactly what the scripture is referring to and i can remember one of the biggest compliments that i would always get about my children and i know my children i i knew my son was was bad i know what he was doing but one of the biggest compliments that i would always get was that how respectful he was he wasn't a disrespectful child. Now, his father, I was a disrespectful child to the to the adults and growing up in the projects back home. I was. I, I, I was a rude little boy, and and the Lord has forgiven me for that. Amen. So so y'all 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 pray for me. But my son was extremely respectful, and people would come up to my wife and I and tell us all the time, like, "Man, your son is so respectful." Now, in the back of my head, I'm like, "Who?" <laughs> <laughs> like like who son like my son like all right thank you but it was a compliment because what it did it, it showed what i was doing and how i was raising mm -hmm. them because our children are a prime example of who we are when they walk out the home they represent us um amari you want to jump in here any 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 other comments on here sir you know i thought you guys have done a, an excellent job and awesome. giving you experience um awesome i think it's just about being flexible and consistent at the same time mm -hmm. and being understanding mm -hmm. and still being principled um, and just forever learning and growing and communicating with oh we lost them uh we'll we'll just keep it moving we we, we did have another comment uh that said uh I, I think the situation dictates at times their son was one and tried to put a paper clip in the socket so i hit him yeah that's a that's a reason to get hit it sure is the show is get your fingers out there you know like what you're trying to burn trying to burn the house down trust me your your hit was a lot less than that electricity that was that was going to hit him that is true that is so <laughs> that is so true uh brother mari we do got you back sir let me read this, this this comment uh i agree with not spanking when i was younger just verbally uh hearing my parents say that they are disappointed in my action had a greater impact on me versus me getting a spanking and growing up before making a decision I use that to guide me. Uh, absolutely. Um, I can remember times when I would talk to my kids and that voice, you know, you see the tears coming down the face, right? Because they understood the difference. Even though you wasn't yelling, they understood that you were upset at what they did. And it was a difference in the tone and mm -hmm. your eyes and what you said to them was like, oh, Lord, I'm about to get in trouble. I'm about to get it now. But then all of a sudden, it's just a talk. And then you can, you're confused at like, uh, uh, what, what what do I do now? You know what I mean? Like, you know what? I'm gonna go sit down and mind my business. You know what I mean? So, um, 
uh yes absolutely thank you coach all right all right let's let's jump in i want to be respectful of your time but we are having a good time i believe uh the conversation is good i do believe that we are helping somebody out there and whether it's whether it's tonight right now or it's later on when they watch the video um so here's a question that you didn't know i was going to ask you tonight and the question is now now we got to think about this all right brothers mm -hmm. do you believe that your manhood can be stripped from you now i'm talking physically mentally or spiritually now i have my own beliefs on some of this and but i want to get your take on it because again we're three men three different generations or at least three generations of children and age and everything but do you believe your manhood could be stripped from you so think about that answer before you answer think about how would this affect your children today and i want to give just a couple of points here so physically can a man believe that he has been stripped of his manhood i believe yes because there are some men that would believe that if they didn't have a penis or or there was no use of it anymore in a mental capacity because of the physical capacity incapacity they could feel like their manhood was stripped from them right mm -hmm. that, that that mental piece maybe not being educated maybe never having the opportunity to go to school and get a higher education that can put them in a mental space of thinking their manhood was stripped and then from a spiritual aspect it ties to both the physical and the mental right not being able to be in tune with god right not having the confidence or or, or the responsibility uh, of being able to take care of your family like if you lost your job you lost your home could could things like that do you believe that your manhood could be stripped and ivan i'm gonna start with you brother oh man i thought you were gonna go to brother mark first <laughs> <laughs> brother mark right. you ready you ready I'm, I'm, you're I'm, I'm good i'm good you're good all right go ahead come on do you believe that your manhood can be stripped from you uh i'll start with the spiritual part spiritually um I would say yes, you know, in that, in that by saying that, no, having no relationship with God, having no relationship with God will will, will have you in that feeling. If yeah. you don't have a true relationship with Him, then you can feel that you know, it, you can get to a point to where you feel like you're not a man. But mm. if you have a relationship with God and you know who God is and you're in conversation with Him, you're you're talking to him, you understand his principles, you're studying his word, things of that nature, then God is speaking to you and he's letting you know who you are and who you belong to. And if, if you have that relationship and you have that communication with him, then you're not gonna have that spiritual gap, that that, that, that spiritual missingness that, that you may feel uh, from manhood. Uh, mentally, can you feel like you're, you're your manhood is stripped. Yes. You know, yes, of course. Again, you know, certain things, just as you said, certain things uh, with your job, your education, uh, how people speak to you, you may, and to give you a situation, it may be a point to where you may be somewhere and somebody is degrading you. Yes. Let's putting you down and you're in front of your kids and you right. just, you can't, let's say it's the police officer. I'm just going right. to go there. I just yep. go there. Let's a go. police officer is saying all kinds of things to you, giving you the business, <laughs> and you know 
as especially as a black man, you can't retort. Right. You you can't fight them. You can't say anything because you don't want to put yourself in a position one not to be there for your kids. You know, I'm I got I got to be a man. I got to say something. So I'm gonna hit this cop. So now right. you're in jail. Who's raising your kids? Right. So you know you have those things that you can think about that will stop you, and you can get home and you're in a mental depression. You're in a mental state. Well, I just, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a real man. You know, you can even right. be in a situation to where you're out with a girlfriend, with a wife, with you know somebody, and you there's a group of guys that mm-hmm. hit on your wife, that hit on your girl. And you're like, well, I'm not about to fight 10 dudes. Right. right. I'm not about to fight four to five dudes. So you don't say anything back. And mm-hmm. your woman can come home and give you the business. Your right. wife can like, you ain't no real man. You not this. You didn't stand up for me. You know, get you into a mental place to where you don't feel like you're a real man. And, and, and that can harm you as well. Mm. And, you know, as you said, physically, physically, you know, stripping you, you know, losing that body part, losing your penis, right. you know. Can, you can feel that way being put away in prison you mm. know you can feel what you know feel that way you're not able to work you're not able to provide you're not able to help anybody out am i a real man if i can't provide for my family if i can't make ends for myself if i can't mm. do anything for myself so yes you have all those aspects of those three dynamics that can come into play to make you feel sometimes that you, your manhood is being stripped from you absolutely man i appreciate you hitting every one of those um i i i agree with uh all of the sentiments i mean there's so much more and and i can see mm-hmm. another end of it and before we jump into uh amari's answer here um think about this this statement ivan and we're gonna come back to it uh they say as the as the descendant of slaves i find it to be a challenge to man to maintain manhood we're gonna come back to that because i have a thought on 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 that so thank you for the comment we appreciate it trust me because we want to be open Mm -hmm. we want to be honest and so thank you so much for the comment uh brother amari before you answer i just want to reiterate the question again because there was about three more people that just jumped on and the question that ivan was answering was do you believe your manhood could be stripped from you and I asked if they can uh, uh, respond, be it physically, mentally, or spiritually, or all three. So, uh, Brother Amari, come on and step in here, sir. Ooh. The <laughs> might be that yes, because I feel we, a lot of us, it's just in society in general, live through our bodies, through mm-hmm. our emotions. So if I don't have this piece of me that society says I must have in order to be this way, then I must be inadequate or less than. Uh, so we'll start with the physical. No. Right. No. Um, although that's a a minute piece, it doesn't encompass. It will make you more or less because of having or not having. Um, let's okay. go to the the spiritual. And this, in my opinion, is the hardest one. Because if this is not in tune, then um, the emotional, mental, and the, the physical will sway. It is sway it. Um, 
believe it's a biblical term. I heard a quote that be a tree planted near a body of water. The way you know, the roots can run deep. Okay, yeah, yeah, it is. So go ahead. Because you all in the Bible now. I just, I just want you to know that, brother Amari. <laughs> you, you, you in the Bible just because you're not saying the scriptures, but a lot of the quotes that you've heard, I got to tell you, brother, they, they are biblical. But go ahead, finish, finish. And so that's that's my biggest thing is to make sure that you're spiritually unwavering and that you don't buckle to be to be flexible um to be understanding mm -hmm. and to make adjustments but to hold the hold tight and firm to what you know what you need to hold on to so that way if you do lose let's say you know god forbidding i lose half of my body right and i'm not able to work as much does that, does that make me less Right. Or I'm not able to engage in sexual relations. Am I less than? Am I inadequate? And so now, if my if, if it's not intact, if, if my spirit relationship with God isn't intact, I am gonna feel that way. Right. I am gonna look at myself in the mirror differently because now I'm not able to perform. Um, and to to comment, let's say I go and my um my wife is being commented on. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it that way. Commented on by a couple of gentlemen. I'm going to tell him thank you and tell her we need to leave immediately because I don't want us to be in this situation. Now, if they get disrespectful, let's leave immediately. Maybe communicate with them because maybe they're seeking some some wisdom and they're seeking some energy from from me and introduce myself and um, keep it respectful. Even when they degrade and slender, keep it respectful because it's unwavering internally. Let's say I get pulled over by that policeman. Um, the first thing I would tell him is, why did you pull me over? He gives his reason. And then after that, we have nothing else to talk about. If you give me a ticket, then I accept that. And thank you for doing your job. Because I know you have a difficult job to do. If there's no ticket, then I need you to write my warning. Because I have nothing to talk about. And I'm saying this respectfully to you. Right. And, and to not waver. That's the biggest thing I want the audience to come away. Is to look in the mirror. And to know where you are. And almost, ooh, here's the dangerous and, and the greatest part, in my opinion detaching yourself detach yourself from the physical detach yourself from the emotional and mental detach that and then strengthen that and that way when you come back together again one won't sway the other and they'll balance each other out especially the spiritual over the uh, the remaining variables right so um appreciate that completely understand everything you said right mm. and and i'm not disagreeing because i i agree and i disagree with both of you right and as the moderator now i get to throw my little spiel on both of what you said right and and what's amazing is that i've been in every single one of these situations and i pray that that i no longer get put into a situation like that again mm. right because i will tell you this right because I did say physical, mental, and spiritually, right? Because I can tell you right now, before I was a, 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 a man of faith, before I was preaching the word, before I was teaching, before I was filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Before all of these things, the reality is I'm a man and I'm, a, and I'm the definition of the world's definition of a man. You ain't going to punk me. You ain't going this. You ain't going that. And, and so, but that was my mentality. But then again, we're talking about that shift again, right? Raising our sons mm -hmm. to, to be men. And so as I got older and as I came into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and who he was, 
that's what's been able to hold me down. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm still a man. At the end of the day, I'm still a man. And so I just pray that I never be put in those situations because the truth of the matter is I would love to really tell you that if I'm put in that situation again, that I'm going to just talk and just be cool and be calm. But I really don't know. But I'm mm. confident enough in the Lord and what he's given to me that I will re re react in the proper manner. But there's still some realities, right? Because there, there are times when we will have to defend so the one thing I'm going to say is this, our father, God, his, 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 the primary functions are to lead in God. I always put those together, protect and provide. And as mm -hmm. a man, that's what we're doing for our children. That's what we're doing for our families. We're leading, we're guiding them. We are protecting them and we are providing for them. So there are things in my opinion that in this earthly realm and in, in, in our flesh that someone could attempt to strip that manhood away from me now how strong i am and whether or not i will, i allow it to take place is another uh -huh. story because i definitely hear what you're saying brother amari about the uh detached piece of it and 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 i and I, I do believe that it's uh much easier said than done depending yeah. on who the, <laughs> the man is depending on who the individual is right because you may yeah. Because you can be 45 years old and be like, man, that, that's a brother that's of age and he has some wisdom. But if he still has a mindset of the 19-year-old, he might not think the same way. And so um, mm -hmm. I'm definitely appreciative of your answer, uh, both both of you. But I want to get to this other, this other comment here that this person said to us. And Amari, I want you to speak to it first. I know right. we're over the hour mark, but I hope you guys are all right to keep going just a few more minutes. Yes, and, the comment, and the comment says as the descendant of slaves i find it to be a challenge to maintain manhood what do you have to say to that and and, and i want to be clear to everybody making a comment and everybody watching this is not a beat up session this is not a hey I think <laughs> this person is crazy or no this is good <laughs> conversation because people need to hear some level-headed responses Absolutely. to what they're thinking you know and so and that and that's somebody being extremely transparent and i thank god yeah. for that you know what i mean so let's talk about that amari and it takes some initiative and courage to, to press that inner button and put that out into the world so i appreciate them yeah. um i hear what they're saying and i comprehend it um remember we came from royalty mm -hmm. before we came from slaves so let's make sure we encompass and take a holistic approach at it. Let's let's not leave out our glory. Um, yes, that's the reality. Um, both right. of them are. But let's just make sure we let's let's if we gonna frame it like that, we'll say from royalty to slaves to where we are now. And then when you add that royalty in there, then you combat the very question itself. Um, you know the world's coming for you. Um, mm -hmm. Society has three purposes for for. Um, the, I'm gonna speak specifically for the black male an entertainer a criminal or an athlete if you're not that then you have little to no use and if you're not that they come for you even harder because now they can't monetize you as easily to, to their advantage hmm. um, watch the news the adjectives they use violent criminal young black male it's it's, it's like clockwork right go on the um a commercial for shoe nike nike's been feeding on us for generations 
to go to the movies. We know the typical black male role is going to be a, a criminal. It's going to be a cause of dysfunction, adultery, betrayal, deceit, and it sells. So, so understand that they're coming for it no matter what you do. The greatest thing you can do is to, as I stated before, my thesis statement, detach and reattach. And that sounds amazing. I'm still going through it myself. But I'm intentionally doing it. And then I'm taking notes. And then I'm right. typing those notes into a Google document. And then I'm reassessing. And I'm adding. Right. Awesome. Appreciate that. And the same the same person came back with another comment. Right. And, and and I actually agree with this one. Be careful of detaching because it could lead to depression. Just like anything else. Right. There has to be moderation. You have to. It has to be a balance in whatever it is that we do. Right. So, again, appreciate I Widowmaker, I don't know who you are, but I thank you for your transparency. I thank you for for shedding some uh, a light on how you feel and helping us walk through these steps. And I and I appreciate uh, it. Uh, and, uh, and to that person, person, let me chime in one last thing. To that yes, person, um, even too much water kill you, and we need that to live. We'll just sit on that for a little while. That's true. You, you can drown. <laughs> you sure could drown yourself with some stuff. But that's good, right? So, um. So again, I'm gonna put that comment back up, uh, brother Ivan, and let's talk about this. Uh, my brother, my brother Tyrone Davis, what's up, cut? I see you. I see your comment. Hold tight. Don't leave, cause I'm gonna talk about it. Uh, but uh, brother Ivan, as a descendant of slaves, they find it hard, a challenge to maintain manhood. What do you have to say about that? Um, personally, I don't. Mm -hmm. Um. I heard a comment the other day that said a lot of things that's going on in this world can be changed if we erase a generation and just start over. One, mm. because people just don't know what happened. They just, you know, they, they're, they're unaware. They just don't know. They don't have any of that to fall back on. And I'm not saying that to say we need to forget or anything like that. Right. I'm saying that because as different generations go on, as different lineages just come up in the world, you know, you grow up differently. I, I, you know, I'm further removed from slavery than my mom was, than my grandparents right. were. Right. And, and I believe that the further we get away from it, the further we remove the road from it, the more the world will change, continue to change. Okay. So I'm, I'm at a point, you know, personally, this is a strictly personal answer. I'm, yeah. I'm being selfish with my answer on this That's answer. That's all um, right. Uh, you know, I'm at a point to where I can't feel that way. You know that that it's it's a it's a challenge to maintain manhood. It, mm -hmm. It's it's not it's not yeah. for me. It's right. not. It's it's easy for me to main, maintain manhood. One, I know who I am. I know mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I know what I'm worth. Right. I, mm -hmm. I know whose I am. I know I'm a child of God. I I know. <laughs> where I belong at in this world and I know where God is taking me at in this world. Right. So, you know, so knowing these things and knowing who I am, I believe that I am able to maintain my manhood easily and continue forward. You know, right. as you Absolutely. stated, we we have that growth. I have that growth. I have that understanding. So I'm not going to allow things that happen to sway me. You know, I've right. had mm -hmm. I had many shifts in my life. I'm not that 19 year old. I'm not that kid in college to where if right. you said something, we're going to be fighting. That's right. not me. You know, I'm past that. You know, right. I'm not that kid where if you look at my girl the wrong way or step on my Tim's, it's going to be some issues. Right. That's not me. You know, so 
you know, I, I'm, I can maintain my manhood easily. Right. So and, and, that's my, and you know my, my selfish answer. That's all right, though. And, and, and that's OK, because this is how we learn from each other. This is how we grow. This is how we take something. I heard something you said. I like that. I heard something he said. I like that. And this is how we take it and say, OK, well, you know what? If that brother could feel that way, maybe maybe I can look at it in a different perspective. It doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. completely change my thought process, but I've heard a different perspective on the same topic. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. And actually, they said they like your answer. Uh, um, Ivan. So I'm going to speak to this. Right. I took some 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 heat for this. What I'm about to say at, at one time, I'm not even going to tell who the people were, but. When it became the biggest headline for the past two years, the unfortunate death of George Floyd, right? And some of the others that had passed just before him, right after him, the type of ways that they died, whether it was through police violence or, you know, just all of it is unfortunate, regardless of how they went, right? Mm -hmm. But someone asked me, why wouldn't I continue to do building bridges? always about the divisiveness that's in the world and so i had to explain to them the premise about building bridges the premise yeah. behind building bridges is to build a bridge between the world and the church about what's going on in the world and what i believe is the answer right now but with that being said speaking to this still this, the uh, slave piece here the maintaining the manhood is that I wasn't called to march and protest in the streets. Mm -hmm. that, that's not me. I support it 1 billion percent, but that's not what the calling on my life was. So for those individuals that were, man, I support them 110%, right? All the way through. What my calling was, was to preach and teach the word of God. So that's my portion of it. You see what I'm saying? But it doesn't negate how I feel about the black man right it doesn't negate how i feel about that because i'm not standing out there protesting my fight is a different fight and i respect those that do whichever side that they whatever whatever it is that you do in in this fight and i agree with both of you because looking at it from that royalty side yes we're, we're royalty and guess what we're we come from royalty not just in our black skin but we come from royalty through Christ. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's where we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be that royal priesthood. That's what we were called to, to, to do. And so for me, here's my selfish answer. 20 years ago, I might've had a, I might've agreed a hundred percent with the manhood piece. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, because man, the world's out to get me, man, the man is out to get me and, right. and I can have that mentality. But like you said, I, I'm not that person anymore, right? And and through Christ, who's helped me see the differences and what I can do, how I can impact this world, and, and just for my own self, yeah, I don't have a problem with uh, my manhood. I don't, I don't have a problem with with that. But I can see how people can allude to thinking that if I can't be sexually active, I'm not a man, 
because that's what the world told them that they were as as brother amari was saying right how the world dictated that if i don't have a certain type of job or if i don't make a certain amount of money or or if my wife makes more money than me then i'm less of a man that doesn't that that doesn't define my 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 manhood right and um oh man i just i just love it i i, I appreciate it um just in case you brothers gotta go brother tyrone i want to put this comment up on the screen uh he said that he tried to lead that he tried to lead by example with his kids uh and that his kids never seen him disrespect their mother we argued behind closed doors but we never called each other out of our names or said something that sorry couldn't fix right that's i believe that's the extremely key um my wife and i are the same way we we made a pact years ago when we was teenagers oh i'm telling my age now i'm super old man Woo! 17 years married seven years married 28 years married 28 right but we wouldn't no matter what was going on it wouldn't happen in the street you know what i'm saying it happened at home and this that and third so i i hear what you're saying brother tyrone i hear you thank you for the comment um, um uh -huh, uh -huh. so this person here uh, uh i wouldn't make i'm a deputy voter registrar at my state and that's how i protest i also work the fraternity brothers to give back to our community absolutely appreciate that uh brother ivan is a a fraternity brother himself i can't speak for uh brother amari he might be i don't know but uh either way i appreciate you definitely on that voter registrar i appreciate you definitely um so with that being said here's what i want to do the conversation was extremely robust and i appreciate both of you brothers but i need to let the people know thank you thank you for 28 years of marriage yes thank you i appreciate you i appreciate you um i want to be able to tell the people how they can get in touch with you what's up what, what, what's up ivan uh stigma i was just letting i oh, will make a know what fraternity i was in see that i don't know nothing about that so it, i was like what what's going on you got a question <laughs> My brother, man, I appreciate you. But I want I, I want the people to know how to uh, get in contact with these two brothers here, uh, brother Amari Ajanaku. I know you see his name, but it's it's Ajanaku uh, and Shepherd Ivan Cozen. First, we are going to start with um, uh, brother Ajanaku. How can the people get in touch with you? I want to tell you a little bit about this brother and let and let him speak to what it is, how you can find him. Oh, uh oh, here 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 we go. Yeah, there be here. There he is. Yeah. With 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 his future, young yeah. man. All right. Well, yeah, brother, be brother Amari, I'm gonna share my screen, sir, and I want you to tell the people about your podcast. All right, and in this right. way, and it is called the Specificity Podcast. Can you give them like 30 seconds on what they can uh, uh, look forward to when they okay. uh, subscribe to your podcast? Uh, the biggest thing is is to address some of the issues within the community. You know, a lot of times I hear outside voices or people that don't have a lot at stake to, to have takes on what's going on. And we, we address it from single parent households to credit and how to buy a home, to uh, military opportunities, to gender relationships and roles, to if, if the president could do anything for us, what we would want him to do. And so we address a, a variety of topics. You can find it at the Specificity Podcast on Spotify or on the website www.omariaa.com. All right. Now, one more thing. And then the, the next piece here. Can you talk to the people about what is Past oh, First yeah. Entertainment? 
Fast First Entertainment is it's about uplifting, a lead of lift and empower uh, through films, books, and music. I'm learning that people people don't like to to learn. They don't like to be enlightened unless you entertain them, and that's my way of teaching. It's to entertain. Understood. Um, children's books, board games, uh, music. Um, and then just weaving the same things we talked about within the entertainment. And so they, they come away with something mm. a little different that looks awesome. like us. And then the last piece here I want to talk to you about. And by the way, th this is not the only three things that you will see on his website, but these are the three that I pulled off. Tell us yeah. a little bit about the piece first. Oh, uh, the biggest thing for that one is the career development. The career development, you know, what's the end goal? Let's work backwards. Uh, the vocational training, Microsoft Word, how to do a, a Google Drive, uh, how to type or dress for a resume, how to send a follow-up email after the interview, um, how to communicate thoroughly and holistically. So those are the little fundamental things that I feel we overlook. Um, and then help counseling, mental and emotional. Uh, I'm unlicensed, make sure I add that in a disclaimer. But we just have conversations like we did today. We have honest conversations. Um, and one of the biggest things I'm proud of that we offer is the homicide hotline. 405-254-6557. If you feel like you're about to take somebody's life or your own, you can reach out to us. You can text us. And I'm always available. Just to give somebody appreciate a resource. Somebody. Awesome. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you and I appreciate you for turning your camera on. Yeah. And show yeah. the world your beautiful boy, man. We, 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 we appreciate it. <laughs> and then once again, also just very quickly for anybody that wants to go find him. There is his website right there, www.omariaa.com. So look this brother up, uh, subscribe to his podcast, see what he's all about. Maybe he'll come on your show. Oh, my quick thing. Let me get one quick yes, thing sir. before the people go. Uh, go to that website, look at the Black Excellence Gallery. If you understand my intent, my spirit, my purpose, you'll understand it after seeing that Black Excellence Gallery. So I appreciate awesome. the consideration and time. Absolutely, brother. All right. Uh, now let's move on to uh, brother Ivan here. Um, brother Ivan, so I saw a little while ago that uh, my sister Keisha jumped on here a while mm -hmm, back. So mm -hmm. there's no way that I was going to talk about your church without talking about your wife, all right? Because then you know, you know, she was so uh uh great to me she's been a, a wonderful friend a wonderful sister in in christ to me i remember coming to your home and and st louis after the young brother mike brown passed and she took me around to show me the community where it all happened and and um i'm thankful and i'm grateful to her for that so talk to me about your church and the women's gathering your church women's gathering as you see there on the screen it happens every third monday of the month uh with lady keisha my wife uh is via zoom we don't record it uh or anything like that we don't broadcast live via any social media platforms because we want it to be a safe place for the women we want it to be a safe place for the women so you know they have different topics that they talk about every third monday um so it, it's an excellent place just to come on and hear women of different ages, different experience, share their thoughts with one another, uh, with the word of God uh, as a base and just different life experiences. So I, I truly thank you, uh, women, if you're available that day, pay attention to the time zones. Now people mess right. with the time zone, 7 p.m. Central time, 8 p.m. Eastern. 
All uh, right. Join with us. The link is there on the screen. You can go to our website, uh, social media pages to find the link as well. All right. Now, because we were talking about our topic, raising boys to become men, let's talk about the men's gathering here, sir. Talk about that. Yes, things. Same same thing with the men. Our, the men is every first Monday. Every first Monday of the month. That's also via Zoom. So again, uh, you can find that Zoom link on our social media platforms, your church, our website, yourchurch.org. Uh, safe place for men. Not recorded, not broadcasted live. Come on in. Let's let's talk. I know our last one, we talked about grief. We mm. talked about men dealing with grief. Uh, so, you know, there's different topics, you know, that we have that we just, you know, allow men to share their feelings, share their thoughts, share their experiences. Amen. And then the last piece here, which I thought was extremely powerful when I saw this one that that you've added, and it is the one on one or family Bible study. So talk about that. Yes, yes. We're just starting this this year, this year. The one-on-one family Bible study. So, you know, sometimes people at home there, they may be studying the word or they may have went to church and had something that they want more understanding on or just want to talk more about. And they may not be able to reach their pastor or whoever. Well, your church is offering one-on-one sessions or family sessions. Just request a session. You know, you may have your family say, hey, we're going to get on this Zoom call with, with your church, with Shepherd Ivan, and we're going to talk about this subject. Or just let me know, hey, uh, I, I want to know more about time. I want to know more about love, you know, whatever it is. And we'll get that session scheduled so that we can go more into the word of God and see what God has to say for each of us. Absolutely. And once again, to everybody, this was an episode of Building Bridges, Raising Boys to Become Men. My guest, Shepherd Ivan Coates of your church, St. Louis, Missouri, and the brother, Amari Ajanaku looks like he had a little bit of technical difficulty, but that brother is a, a criminal justice paralegal, a teacher, an author, a podcast host, and he is out of Oklahoma City. And just very quickly, for everybody that's still on, I am so appreciative of you for staying on, but I also wanted to show you what I'm going to be talking about next week. Uh, uh, brother Ivan, I know Thursday you do some things, but I keep it at the same time. If you could join in next week or, or, or mm -hmm. take a look at it. Uh, next week, I'm going to have a, a brother on here by the name of Neil Getzlow, and we're going to be talking about living, struggling, and overcoming sexual sin. Yes, I said it, sexual sin. That is pornography, things of that nature, all right? And we'll be live 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. He's an author of a book titled Unmasked, uh, Un uh, Conquering Sexual, Se sexual Sin, and Walking in Victory. So join us next week for that as well. Um, once again, Brother Ivan, I appreciate you. Brother Amari, I appreciate you. Brother Tyrone, God bless y'all. And we out. All right. Hey, before you uh, end us, can I, can oh, I yeah, come one on, more, talk. One more, one more segment? Oh, come uh, on. One, one more piece. Uh, raising men to become boys. You know, I, I recently lost my father in December. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing I learned from my father was, was love. My father operated, operated in love. And, you know, I want to read this scripture because as, as men, this is something that I, I want to teach my sons. And I believe everyone should teach their sons because this will help out in every aspect of our lives. First Corinthians 13, one through seven. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have 
faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardships that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It does is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. So when we're raising our young men, when we're raising our young boys to become men, you know, we have to do that in love. We have to allow them to understand what love is because when they truly love one another, when the world begins to love one another, and if we can start this from our generations on up, like I said, things change with generations. So if we raise our generations to love one another, then you won't have this fighting, these right. arguments, these killings, some of these killings, these murders, these these things that we see now in this world, they begin to get phased out because the world, the our sons, our children, they begin to understand what love is. And that's something that I, I learned from my father that I just wanted to share with everyone before we signed off on today. Absolutely. And Brother Marcus Boyd, I see you out there, sir. I see you. Um, absolutely, Shepherd Coates. And a lot of the folks out here, some people may may know or may not know but i also used to attend uh shepherd coates's church where his father was the apostle uh ivan coates senior and uh he is definitely dearly missed and um my condolences my brother to you and your family uh, i just appreciate you continuing in in the fight to continue to be a soldier yes, for the lord thank you and, uh, your father taught you well and um I appreciate you. And with that being said, brother, you know what? Let's do it right. Go on and pray us out of here. Yes, sir. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. We honor you this day, God. God, we thank you for this conversation that we had on today, God. Just coming up, opening ourselves, God, answering the questions truthfully and honestly, God. Uh, just, just, just pouring ourselves out to the people, God, so that they can get a different perspective, more wisdom, more knowledge that they can help in uh, any ways of their lives, God. God, I ask you, God, just to continue to watch over Brother Norman, God, continue to touch him in his life, God. Brother Omari, God, continue to touch him, God, his wife and children, God. God, just continue to bless each of us right now, God. All those that are listening, that have listened, God, touch them as well, Lord Jesus. God, help all mothers and fathers, God, that are raising sons, God, help them to raise these boys into men, God. Help them, God, as your word says, God, not to provoke them in anger, God. Help us to teach them the way that they should go, God. Help us, God, to leave an inheritance for them as well, God, for our children's children, God. God, we thank you for your wisdom and your knowledge and your word that you have shared with us, God, that we can pass it on from generation to generation. We honor you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And brother Keith Jefferson, he jumped, he jumped on two great men doing greatness in the communities. God bless you, yes, brother sir. Keith. We appreciate I will make it. That's another Sigma right there. Uh, uh, watch out now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Good night. I appreciate y'all. We stayed on 90 plus minutes and everybody stayed on with us. We appreciate you. Uh, Building Bridges, appreciate you. We love you. Uh, catch the, 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 the next week's episode again. Look, let me put that up there one more time so folks know what I'm what, what I'm doing next week. Next week, 
all right we're going to be on here talking about living struggling and overcoming sexual sin all right so don't you don't want to miss this 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 brother right here wrote a book on it and how it uh almost destroyed his life his marriage so everyone join me again next week god bless y'all we love y'all in jesus name peace peace